You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. Contextually, the psalmist mentions two things that all of us will encounter, confront, or have to deal with sooner later. Those two things, trouble and enemies. Trouble and enemies. Trouble is difficult. Danger. Confusion and such. And again, we can't avoid trouble all the time. We're going to have to confront it sooner or later. And we need to make sure when trouble does come that we handle it properly. And to properly handle trouble, we have to rely on God's word. We have to trust him for the scripture tells us if we trust the Lord with all of our heart, all of our mind, that he will direct our paths. We got to trust him when we, when we come into trouble. We got to know that He is able to do exceeding abundantly above what we ask or think. But let's consider what Job had to say about trouble. Let's go to Job chapter 3. Job is right next to uh, the book of Psalms. Job 3, we'll start at verse 25. Ready? Job decrees, for the thing I greatly feared has come upon me. And what I dreaded has happened to me. I am not at ease, nor am I quiet. I have no rest For trouble comes. And and, and trouble will move you initially. But you should not allow trouble to continue to move you to the place to where it starts controlling you. Trouble coming, but you never... Allow it to push you to the point to where the only thing you're thinking about is your trouble. Only thing you're talking about is your trouble. You won't even do what you need to do because of your trouble. 
When you get in such a state, you are allowing what God allows to come to control you. How many believe God is sovereign, in control of everything? So in his omniscience and omnipotence, he allows trouble to come. But he never meant for trouble to come and run your life. I said he never meant for trouble to show up and run your life. We have to deal with trouble. One, one word for trouble is trials. James said in the book of James 1, the first few verses in part, that when trials or trouble do come, as children of God, we have to learn how to count it on joy. You have to learn how to live despite what you go through. You have to learn how to be happy despite what's coming against your mind. Despite what's trying to make you say this, that, or the other. You have to deal with trouble properly. Let's consider Proverbs 12. Go there with me. Proverbs 12. And consider verse 13. Proverbs 12, verse 13. Ready? The wicked is ensnared by the transgression of his lips. But the righteous will come through trouble. Who righteous? People that live justly. To live justly is to strive to do what the Bible tells you to do. Strive to think, talk, and act according to what is written and revealed. That says you're righteous. You're not perfect, but you're righteous because you strive to do the right thing. And notice again, the righteous will come through trouble. Whatever you're going through right now, if you're righteous, this is your reign. You're going to come through. Pastor, you don't know how difficult it is. It does not matter how difficult it is. This is a promise. The righteous will come through trouble. This is a promise. All of the promises of God in him are yes and amen. God going to do exactly what he said, plus. I said he going to do exactly what he said, plus. God going to bring you through. No matter how hard it may seem, no matter how hard it may get, God is yet going to bring you through. Well, Pastor, you don't know how long I've been going through. It does not matter how long you've been going through. It does not matter. I don't need to know. God knows, and God knows despite how long you've been going through, that he's going to bring you out. It's hard for me to believe that you need to trust God for your deliverance or your salvation. If you trust him, he'll do exactly what he promised. How many believe there's no failure in him? I said, how many believe there's no failure in him? Matter of fact, there's an old saying, God can do anything save what? You got to trust him to bring you out of your trouble. Can he really do it? 
Pastor, that was for them folk way back then. But the Bible tells us in Malachi 3 and 6, God changes not. Said to Israel, the reason you're not consumed, the reason things are not as bad as they could be, is because I do not change. Look at your trouble right now. It could be worse. Look at what you're battling right now. It could be worse. But God won't put no more on you than you can handle. Paul said, with the trouble, with the trial, he'll also make a way you can come out of it. Paul calls it a way of escape. If you believe that, just tell somebody, I'm coming out of my trouble. I'm coming out of my trouble. Trouble don't last always. Unless you don't believe what God said. But if you believe what God said, you're coming out of your trouble. Let's try it one more time. I'm coming out of my trouble. I'm hurting right now, but I'm coming out. I'm going through it in my mind, but I'm coming out. I'm going through it from my crown to the sole of my feet, but I'm coming out. It ain't working out the way I thought it would work out, but I'm still trusting God because I know he's going to do exactly what he said he would do. The righteous will come through. Heals of her trouble. And that, that, that's powerful. But, but you have to understand, you, you have to believe it. You have to hold on despite what you go through. You have to hold on. But in Psalm 54 and 7, the author also talks about enemies. Pastor Walker, I try to get along with everybody. <laughs> See, you, you can't just consider an enemy a person, a person's. An enemy can be a thing. I said an enemy can be a thing. An enemy can be that which attacks your mind, your body, your spirit, and your soul. Paul in 1 Corinthians 15 called death the last enemy. Death is not just what is experienced once breath is gone out of your body. Or you just can't look at death as physical. Death can be spiritual. 
something that attacks your mind trying to get you not to believe in the life that God promised to give you. Jesus said in John 10, 10, in part, I came that you might have life and that more abundantly. That's what he came for. But the primary antithesis of life is death. And, and, and the devil or, or the thief came to destroy, which equates death, figuratively speaking. He came to ruin your life. God can be trying to get you to receive a word. But you continue to look at the ruin that's happening in your life. You can't get what God wants you to have because you're so fixated on what you're presently going through. You can't get so fixated on what you've been going through for 30 plus years to where you get in your mind that God's hand is too short to save you. Does not matter how long you've been going through it, God still has the power to save you. Well, you don't know what my doctor said. Is your doctor God? Your doctor is not God. Your doctor can mean well and tell you facts based upon what is seen on an x-ray. The conclusion of what he sees in your, in your blood work. But God yet has the final say. And when you live by faith, God going to show you he has the final say. Because the Hebrew writer decreed that God is the author and the finisher. But get this. Of our faith. That means God going to tell you what to do in the beginning. And he going to continue to tell you what to do until the end. He going to tell you how to think. What to say. And how to act. From beginning to end. As long as you continue to walk in faith. Again because he's the author. And the finisher of your faith. You can't allow enemies to cause you to get in a place or state that God never ordained for you to be in. You got to trust him. And you got to recognize there are enemies that are going to try to stop the promise from being fulfilled. You holding on? Enemies you can see with your literal eyes. And enemies you can put on magnifying glasses and you can't see. There are seen and unseen enemies that we need to be aware of.
There are demons that were attacking your mind this week that are not your friends. Well, I didn't see them. You can't see them because they are demons. They are evil spirits in the realm of the unseen. What will they try to do? They'll try to stop you from going to church. They'll try to stop you from believing the promises of God. They'll try to stop you from prospering. They'll try to stop you from whatever God has ordained for your life. It's amazing the root meaning of, of enemy is unfriendly. That's the root meaning, unfriendly. And when a, and when a thing or a person is unfriendly, unfriendly, such is trying to stop you from receiving benefits. I said trying to stop you from receiving benefits. I, I'm going to show you how an enemy works. An uh, uh, enemy can, can have you thinking about your problems all day long instead of remembering what David said in the Psalms. David said, God daily loads us with benefits. And after he talked about his benefits, he, he said, even the God of our salvation. The God that is trying to bring us out or the God that desires to bring us out loads us down. Daily. Wealth. Benefits. The God of our salvation. Him. But our mind again an entire day can be on what ain't going right. Don't you know that's life? Stuff ain't going to go right. But your mind is yours. And you have a choice to think about what is not going right or what God's words says. And see, that's the reason some folks stay depressed all the time because they don't think about what God's word says. You're holding on? Isaiah 26 and 3 says, He who keeps his mind stayed upon the Lord shall be in perfect peace. You have to change your mind, and when you do, you'll change your life. You change your mind, you'll start feeling better. You'll start having an optimistic look on your turnout. Your need has been cutting up or start straightening up. Why? Because you are sending signals to your body. To get its act together. Can I do that? Yeah. The Bible says we can put our body under subjection. I don't know how I can stop this gout that's going on in my life just by doing that, Pastor Walt. You ain't tried. It's amazing how we read something and think it's history or it's for somebody else. 
uh, we'll take a scripture just to mean one thing. We have the power to control our body, even our minds. Hence the theme scripture. Let this mind be in who? You. That was also in, in Christ Jesus. Well, that's the mind. What that got to do with the body? Romans 12, 1 and 2. Paul said, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body. What? A living sacrifice. You can change your body. But enemies will try to stop you from doing what will make your life better. Let me show you something about enemies in reference to God's kingdom. Let's go to the book of Matthew 13. Y'all stay with me. Matthew 13, I want to start at verse 24. Ready? Matthew 13, 24. Another parable. A parable reveals truth. A parable reveals what? Truth. The truth will make you free. So it reveals something that will make us free. This is what Jesus said. The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed. What kind of seed? seed. In his field. But while men slept, his enemy. Woo. Came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. Messing up his field. Who messing it up? But when the grain has sprouted and produced a crop, then the tares also appear. So the servants of the owner came and said to him, Sir, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have tares? You done prayed, but you're wondering why you're still hurting. You done did good, but you're wondering why certain things that are not good are still in your life. When the praises go up, the blessings come down. You done praised God through the entire service. But something is still going on in your body. How many have experienced sometimes when you do good, bad, evil, etc. is still present? Hold on, though. Remember, we're talking about an enemy. So, it, so he asked again in verse 27, Sir, did you not so... Good seed in your field. How then does it have tares? And then this is what the owner said. 
He said to them, an enemy has done this. The servant said to him, do you want us then to go and gather them up? Those are what he says. They, they want to know, do we need to do something about it? No, it's bigger than you. It's out of your hands. But he said, no, that's why you gather up the tares, you also uproot, uproot the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. And at the time of the harvest, I will say to the reapers, gather together the tares and bind them in bundles to burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. And remember, this is a parable, but it's about, it's about the kingdom of God. It's about God's kingdom. Enemies will try to plant in you that which is not good. That's what an enemy is about. An enemy will try to plant some stuff in your mind that is not good. But get this. It, it, it's so powerful what the enemy plants to where you will start believing it if you're not where you need to be. Let me break it down a little more. See, wheat and tear from a distance looks just alike. You can't tell the difference unless you can discern or, or you can recognize the leaves. The leaves are a little bit different. You have to be discerning to actually know that, look, this is not wheat. This is tares. But notice the owner say, I I'm going to get the reapers who, who know what the tares are and what the wheat are, and I'm going to get them to separate it when it's harvest time. What are you saying? You have to be able to recognize when an enemy plants in you something that is not of God. Because sometimes we get to going through stuff and, and, and we, we will act as if God allowed it, but it's an enemy. I said, but it is an enemy. You got to know the difference between what God allows and what the enemy is doing. And you have to act appropriately. Everything you, everything you put on God is not God. And everything you put on the enemy is not the enemy. You have to be mature enough and is earning enough to distinguish between the two. If God done told you better is here. But, but the enemy continues to tell you. Look at all the bad that's happening in your life. Look at this, that, and the other taking place in your life. You can't get your eyes on what the enemy is saying. That's his desire. You got to stay focused despite the bad. I said you got to stay focused despite the bad. What you see with these eyes are temporary. It's not going to last. An enemy has done 
this. There are things that folks are going through right now. They, they think it's God's will for them to go through it. It ain't God's will. That's the enemy trying to convince you that you have to put up with what God never ordained for you to put up. Put up with. But you, child of God, as the owner of your body, as the owner of your money, as the owner of this, that, and the other, you have to know the difference. Notice who knew the difference. The owner. You got to know your body. You can't let the doctor know your body better than you do. It's your body. The doctor will have you fill out stuff to tell you your want to know your family's history. This, that, and the other. Well, tell me, since you the doctor without me giving you all this. Most of what they know is what you told them. And a lot of things they do are based upon what you have revealed. You got to know your body. And you got to know how God deals with bodies. There, there, there are certain things folks will tell you you're going to always have to deal with. That means you don't know what God said about your body. Oh, I know I just dropped that on you and it's hard to receive. But, but you have to understand man is limited. The only one that's unlimited is God. God, the only person I know that can show up where a man has been at a pool for, for 30 plus years and, and, and tell him just a few words and, and, and the person gets up healthy. What did God do? Just gave him a word. Sometimes it only takes one word. To cause you to go from being unhealthy to healthy. From sick to well. But it's going to take you believing what you say you are. A Christian. What is a Christian? Christ like. You got to believe the word. And you got to think, talk, and act according to the word. But he says an enemy has done this. But back in Psalm 54 7, as I get ready to close it, notice the promises we get in the verse in reference to trouble and in reference to our enemies as I close. Psalmist says, first, he has delivered me out of all my trouble. God is no respecter of person. How many got a little trouble going on right now? This is your verse right here. If God did it for one person, it's a promise he'll do it for somebody else. But, no, don't, don't put no but with it. Just accept what it said. Don't add to don't take away. 
This is what God gave me for you. God changes. He delivered me out of all my trouble. All of it. All. All of my trouble. And, and when you look at this as a human, you be, man, that's impossible. Ain't no way that can happen. You can't look at it from a human standpoint. You got to look at this big God that loves you. That wants you to be better. You got to look at this big God that said, I came that you might have life and have it more abundant. You got to look at this big God that said, beloved, I wish above all that you prosper and be in health even as your soul does prosper out of all your trouble. Reverend Walker, you don't know how long I've been going through it. I done, I done told you earlier, I don't need to know. But God knows. He knows. And if you trust him, he'll give you a miracle. Well, he shouldn't preach it like, yes, I'm going to preach it just like it is. Look at the verse one more time before I go on. He has delivered me out of all my trouble and then he gives us the final promise or the final thing that happened and my eye has seen his desire upon my enemies I've been praying for this thing to loose from my body. This ain't nothing but an enemy trying to keep me from going the way I want to go. From doing what I want to do. And so I'd have been praying that God would give me my desire. God, I just want to be able to sing the way you ordained for me to sing. Lord, I know I'm getting older, but, but I want to I, I wanna be exactly what David said. David said he had been young, he had been old, but he had never seen the righteous forsaken, knowing seed, begging bread. I just want to be like that. Lord, I just want Caleb's blessing. Caleb, Caleb was 80 plus. But he said, I can go up the hill and I can come down the hill. I still have the strength and the ability to do. Lord, I just desire what Caleb. The woman with the issue of blood said, if I could just touch. That was her desire. If I could just touch, I know I'll be made way. Bible says if you delight yourself in the Lord, he'll give you the Woo, I love it when you can quote it like that. Shout at somebody, God, no, I got some desires. That's the reason I'm going to praise him before I even get my healing. 
I'm going to magnify him before the manifestation of what I've been asking for takes place. I'm going to give him the glory despite what I'm going through in my body because if I give him the glory, I know he's going to give me the desires of my heart. I'm going to go ahead and dance anyhow, praise anyhow, leap for joy anyhow, turn in victory anyhow because if because I know if anybody can bring me out of my situation, if anybody can give me what I've been praying for, for months, for years, it ain't nobody but Jesus, so I'm going to magnify him anyhow. Shout at somebody, it's time for you to get ready for your desire. If you believe the text, time for you to start giving God some Judah, some praise, some hallelujahs. If you believe the text, you don't have to stay where you are. God is able to do exactly what you need. You don't have to stay where you are. God can turn your situation completely around. God can do for you what your doctor, your preacher, your lawyer, your best friend, your medicine, your pill, your drugs, your alcohol. He will do exceeding abundantly above what you think and what you've been asking. I'm done. Let's give the Lord a